Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 114, and it's titled, What to Do When Your Partner Doesn't Want to Have Sex With You. This is a complaint that uh, a lot of couples have, and it spans both sides. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's the women saying, hey, you know, my husband's not interested in having sex anymore. And sometimes it's the other way around. The husband's saying, hey, my wife isn't interested in having sex anymore. So last week we kind of covered like, you know, what to do to kind of spice things up and, and get the sort of mojo going again. And this week is going to kind of be a continuation of that. But in the previous one, it was kind of like, well, things aren't that sexy and mm-hmm. we just need to kind of get it going. In this case, it's like nothing's happening. Like, yes. and, and, and a partner may have flat out said they're not interested anymore. And so then the question is, how do you deal with that? Ooh, that's a really good one. And by the way, um, it happens to a lot of people, not only just married couples. Um, I've heard of people who are in boyfriend, girlfriend relationship too, where they're like, this is, this is happening. Um, so we're going to give you a lot of different solutions and ideas. And remember that each case is unique. You are all very unique individuals and, um, having maybe some one-on-one support, which we'll talk about, can really help. Um, But before we dive into our reasons why maybe he or she doesn't want to have sex with you, let's give a big shout out to our sponsors, Power and Mastery. So if you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed, then check out Power and Mastery at powerandmastery.com. It is the most complete sexual mastery training for men, whether you want to have harder erections, last longer, or simply increase your sexual skills. So go to powerandmastery.com. So the first thing that I want to say when it comes to what to do when your partner doesn't want to have sex with you is you got to step out of the reaction and you need to seek to understand what's going on. And that's a very difficult thing to do. It probably is the most challenging one for most people because for most people, they're stuck in in thinking that there must be something wrong with them, maybe they're not enough, or like really like something that it is about them. Yeah, that's the big problem is people take it personally, Mm -hmm. right? And they think it's all about them. Mm -hmm. Like if their partner doesn't want to have sex with them, then it must be something wrong with them. Mm -hmm. That's often where people go first. And Mm -hmm. that is absolutely not necessarily the case. So it can be the case. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes that's the case. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes, actually, it has nothing to do with you and everything to do with what is going on for the other person, which we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. So when we're looking at this situation, is this something new? Or is this something that's kind of normal that you've always struggled with in your relationship? Because then it's going to help to understand things and maybe able to shift things better if that's something that just started versus something that's been like lifelong. Yeah, I think this is a really important question to understand, right? Mm-hmm. Because there, where, where you are now 
will have a lot to do with where you were before, mm-hmm. right? And so the reason why I think it's so important is because if you had a great sex life and you were having sex frequently, and then all of a sudden, boom, you're just not anymore, then that's a big change, mm-hmm. a big difference. Mm-hmm. So how you approach that might be different than mm-hmm. let's say maybe on average you only had sex once a month, you know, for years. And now it's kind of gone to once every other month. You know, granted, two months sounds like a huge change, but really all you did was skip one session, <laughs> right? So what's happening there might be very different. So mm-hmm. the approaches that you take as far as how do you solve this problem will be different potentially based on you know how big of a difference is it. So I think that's maybe one of the first questions to ask. Like, wow, is this a sudden thing that has just changed? Or is this sort of like a subtle progression that's happened over time? Mm -hmm. It's much easier if it's something that's new as we're going to give some of our reasons because it's most likely something happening in their life and having to do with their bodies or some physical issues. Um, Well, if it's something that's been kind of gradually, it's probably a combination either of like poor habits and maybe also some physical things that could be going on. I want to really bring out something that don't compare yourself to other people. What feels good for you? What is like, like your ideal of sex? And then, you know, if you are somebody who's like, you know, I just want to have sex twice a month and that feels good. What you need is to find a partner who's just as happy as you are with twice a month. The biggest problem that I see is that people have very different libido and sex drive, and then they're trying to fit into each other's lives. But you know from the start, do you both have about the same sex drive, or is there a big gap? Uh, Because that's going to make a big difference. Yeah, especially if you've just kind of passed that honeymoon phase and then you notice a shift. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things that that shows is once those chemicals wear off, people tend to sink back into their default mode. Mm-hmm. And so you can really see those differences there. In the beginning, it was all like hot and heavy and like, yeah, okay, you know, let's do it. And then the honeymoon period is over and then one person's back to, you know, I'm, I'm good with twice a month. And the other person's like, wait, wait a minute. I want to stick with the every day that we were doing. <laughs> and uh, let's understand too that through life, things will change. And so it's okay sometimes maybe when you just had kids or like somebody had surgery or health issues that things might be paused for a little while. That's a great segue into our list. We have 10 reasons why... Somebody doesn't want, you know, your partner doesn't want to have sex with you. Mm -hmm. The number one, and it's probably number one for most people, this is why we put it as number one, (laughs) is stress. And what happens when you're so stressed is that you're not creating sex hormones, you're creating stress hormones. And it's the biggest libido killer, stress, big time. And everybody has a different levels of what high levels of stress feel like or what can give them a lot of stress. So being understanding that for somebody having a stressful job could be enough, while for others, it's having to deal with a pandemic or it's children, like whatever that is, we all have different levels. And there are so, so many things in this world 
that stress us. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in 2020, it's been a very stressful year for people. So yeah, stress absolutely one of the number one things that kills people's libido. Mm-hmm. So addressing that will be will be really big. Mm-hmm. Reason number two has to do, and especially more talking about men, if there is too much drinking. A lot of drinking can lower testosterone, which it's like reasons two and reason three here that we're giving you together in a sense. Um, so the drinking can affect your, his ability to produce the testosterone that he needs to feel, um, to have a good sex drive. So too much drinking can be a reason. Yeah. And, and I mean, too much drinking is bad for tons of reasons. It's not the focus of this show to go into all the other things that it does to you in your relationship. But one of the most destructive things about it in a relationship is that you're drinking a lot, so therefore you're depleting your testosterone, you're not having sex, you're not feeling connected, and the more you feel disconnected, the more you want to drink. Mm-hmm. And then the more you drink, the more you feel disconnected. And it's just this awful downward spiral. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one glass of wine is fine. If you have to always drink to get in the mood and relax, then it'd be better to work on reducing your stress level through other means rather than depending on alcohol. Reason number three is tied to uh, lower testosterone, uh, to the too much drinking, but also it could be through um bad habits. So low testosterone in men will create uh, low sex drive. Yeah. And there's a, there's a ton of things like stress going to deplete your testosterone, mm-hmm. too much drinking going to deplete your testosterone, uh, unhealthy habits, the way you eat, lack mm-hmm. of exercise, lack of sunlight, like all of these things, all these sort of poor health habits massively affect your testosterone levels. And you know, we say this a lot on the show, like mm-hmm. we keep talking about it all the time. And, and I hope two things. One, I hope you're not getting bored of it. And two, I hope it's starting to sink in. <laughs> but, <laughs> but nothing is separate, right? Mm-hmm. Your physical body is not separate from your sex life. You know, even if you're just having uh, astral sex, it's still not, <laughs> it's still not separate, right? So everything that you do in life, as far as, you know, what you do for a job and how much stress you're under and how much you exercise and what you eat, all of those things contribute to a having either a good sex life or a bad sex life. Mm -hmm. And then we're talking about testosterone and low sex drive. And for women too, hormonally, things can change and shift and will shift. So having hormonal imbalance is another reason. And one thing that is really important to understand, and, and you've heard it by now, is you don't have to be in the mood. You can create the mood. And once you know that your hormones are a little bit out of whack, it's okay to understand that it's not you. It's something that your body is going through um, physically, <laughs> physiologically, but you can still commit to connecting with your beloved independently of how crazy or out of balance you feel hormonally. Uh huh. Number four, boredom could be a reason. And boredom doesn't have to just be in the bedroom, but it could be because maybe you guys only have sex on a certain day in certain positions, have the routine, free positions, and that's done. But maybe your life is on cruise control. Maybe you're just bored out of your mind going through life and have no drives, drive left for your sex life. 
Once again, it's all connected, Mm -hmm. right? So if you're bored in life in general, then you're probably going to be bored in your sex life. And, you know, on the other side of that, if you have a really like fun, sexy, exciting, adventurous sex life, the rest of your life is probably like that too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Totally. Number five are sex issues. And this is definitely one of those like tender subjects and that's definitely it's not your fault it's something happening with them and it can show up for him with having impotence or not lasting long enough so feeling inadequate with his ability to pleasure his woman it could show up for her with um, pain discomfort irritation um, vaginal um, like UTIs yeast infections like issues too Um, so things that are showing up on the physical where the sex organs aren't working the same way they usually do and there could be some shame embarrassment and pain yeah that's a big one and you know when we get into the what to do about it we'll kind of cover that a lot more because you know at the beginning of the show we said hey a lot of times it probably doesn't have anything to do with you Mm -hmm. it has to do with what is happening for your partner and this is one of those cases where there can be something going on and you know it's not always It's not always easy to admit that like, hey, you can't get a boner or, Mm -hmm. hey, your vagina is not working the way it's supposed to. Like that's not always an easy thing, even to say to your partner that you've been with for many years. And so... Yeah, and admit it to yourself, or you might be really judging yourself, like something's so wrong with you, you know, and, and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, sometimes little tweaks will, will make the, a big difference. And if you are in a relationship, then your team and stop like hurting yourself and and judging yourself and be in your own like corner on your own, like bring it up together and, and deal with this as a team. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Number six is porn consumption. And that's a big one. We've done a couple shows around porn, whether or not porn is hurting or helping your relationship. And, and another one that I can't remember on top of my head, but we've, we've covered that already in the past. Um, and again, it's not what you do, it's how you do it. And some people will prefer watching porn rather than having physical sex with a real person. Yeah, so we did do an entire episode on this. And so go back and look for the, I think it was, is porn hurting your relationship or something Mm -hmm. like that. And I know that you're right. We did another episode where we talked somewhat about it too. Um, So I won't go too deep into it. But but here, if you haven't heard those episodes before, really what we're talking about here is when people use porn sort of too much, so to speak, Mm -hmm. um, they start to create a lot of fantasy in their head. And they start to get desensitized. So they're looking at all of these young, beautiful people with usually fit bodies and exaggeratedly large genitals, (laughs) (laughs) right? (laughs) And that starts to become what they're attracted to. And then they go back to their partner and the partner's got hair in places where the porn stars didn't have hair and they've got a little fat in places where the porn stars don't have fat, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just like... It's not the same thing anymore, mm-hmm. right? And so they're like, uh, they look over at their partner and like, uh, and then they look at porn and they go, ha, ah, mm-hmm. you know, right? So, and then of course there's, there's, you know, what's going on in porn, right? So it's like, oh, it's a gangbang. Oh, it's a threesome. Oh, it's a squirting or it's a this or that. And then you look at your partner and you go, well, 
She doesn't want to have sex with anybody else. And mm-hmm. so there's no gangbang. There's no threesome. She doesn't know how to <laughs> squirt. She's got a little fat over here or there, right? So you can see where you can start to build a disconnect between the reality of life and the fantasy of the porn. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one of really the big problems with it. Um, the title of the other episode is, Is Porn Addiction Real? Oh, and so yes. we really covered there um, and really listened to that. But really the root of that, if you watch a lot of porn, is because you're seeking connection. And there's a lack of connection in your life, whether with yourself or with your partner. That's the root of addictions. Yeah. And, you know, we'll, we'll just leave it here for today with the fact that we're not against porn. So if mm-hmm. you're listening to this, we're not like, it's evil the anti no it's just it's got to be used appropriately and Mm -hmm. unfortunately with a lot of the people we work with we see it being used inappropriately yeah so number seven and it kind of ties in with the disconnect is about not having emotional intimacy and you know that sex is so much more than the physical part of it there's an energy component there's an emotional component and a lot of men is very important to have emotional connection just as much as it is for the women and sometimes we overlook this aspect of the relationship you know just because you're having sex doesn't mean you have emotional intimacy and while you can make it work at the beginning then after a while this like uh, excitement of the beginning will fizzle and then you'll have nothing left and if you didn't build the emotional intimacy it will be much harder to keep the sexuality going yeah, you know, and people often assume that it's the woman that needs the emotional intimacy. Yeah. But that's not always the case. Like, I can tell you in, in my own case that the older I get, the more I need that. So, yeah, when I was in my 20s, I just wanted to fuck. And it was like, okay, maybe she's not that into it or we're, we're not really connecting on that level, but at least we're having sex. It's all good, you know? Mm. But now that I'm older... If I'm making love and we don't have that connection, that intimacy, and she's not into it, I don't even want to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I can go masturbate then, you know? I mean, if, I, if all I really want to do is get off, the mm-hmm. reason I'm actually here making love with my woman is because I want more than just, oh, some good sensations and I ejaculated, right? You know, <laughs> I want that physical connection, that intimacy, that. Mm-hmm. you know, energy that we create together. Number eight is loss of attraction. And that is a tricky one. So, you know, you have to be honest with yourself. Have you let yourself go while you've been with your partner? Uh, do you have extra weight? The question is, when you look at yourself in the mirror, do you find yourself hot, sexy, and would want to bang yourself? If not, then it's... Um, crazy to think that somebody else should be able to feel what you can't even feel for yourself. That's right. You should look in the mirror like fat bastard from Austin Powers looks in the mirror. He goes, (laughs) I'm dead sexy. (laughs) (laughs) That's a horrible visual. You just brought that to to us. But but think about it, right? There's Mm -hmm. somebody that is absolutely not a child. The whole character is supposed to be as repulsive Mm -hmm. as possible. And yet he looks in the mirror and thinks he looks sexy. Exactly. So if you can love yourself, even with some few extra pounds or cellulite or hair or whatever, then it's really about how you feel about yourself. And then, of course, there are some things where people could change a lot. But ultimately, um, this could 
this stems a lot from how you feel about yourself. So self-love first, but it could still be a cause. Mm -hmm. Number nine is about not having enough sleep. And believe it or not, sleep is kind of when you get to replenish, regenerate. And if you don't have enough time to have deep, high quality sleep, your hormones will be also out of balance and it will affect everything else. And you won't have the energy to feel sexual, to feel a desire, to be turned on, to want to have sex. You'll just want to sleep. Right. <laughs> and number 10 is that you guys have hurt each other too many times. And that really comes down to communication issues. All right. And you might be spending your time now in resentments and being so hurt that it's impossible to get over the hurdles to feel the love and to feel the attraction again. Yeah. And maybe in that moment, it feels impossible, but just know it's not impossible long term. And when we get to the what to do's, which we will in just a minute, we'll talk more about that. Because at, at that point, if you're at that place, you have to kind of start over and rebuild the intimacy mm-hmm. before you can really get back to the sex stuff. And we'll cover mm-hmm. that more in just a minute. Oh, I love this, Kevin. So uh, we're going to do- jump into what to do. But before that, we want to invite you into our coaching program. So if you're a committed couple who is stuck in a rut, going through the daily motion instead of connecting the way you used to, or maybe one of you is not attracted to the other and you're struggling with your sex life or have mechanical sex and you want to have fun again and spontaneity and you want to because you don't want to be stuck having a life of average then we'd like to invite you to join our highly sexed power couple platinum program so if you give kevin and i 90 days we will help you bring the passion back between the sheets and be synced up sexually so that you can thrive with more purpose and passion in life so go to celineremy.com forward slash passion to learn more about our highly sexed platinum program yes (laughs) You will be glad you did. Okay. So we talked about a whole bunch of the reasons why. Then the question becomes, okay, now we know why. The fuck do we do about it? (laughs) (laughs) We've got you covered. We've got you covered. So one of the aspects that you brought earlier was about... um, kind of going back to the beginning, right? So number one, you want to find out what is beneath the need for you to have um, and, and, and for them to not want to have sex, right? Maybe there's another need that they need to have met first. Uh, let me just say there almost always is. Yes. I would say 9.5 times out of 10, <laughs> yes. there is a need beneath this I don't want to have sex or I do want to have sex. So something that was really interesting, we had this conversation this morning and it's not exactly related to the sex, but it's related to the need. So this weekend I put on a new outfit and I was trying out a new style for me uh, of clothing, like something I'm expect, expect, expanding into. And so I'm putting this on and then I'm going to Kevin and... Rather than just saying, hey, how do I look? Or am I beautiful? Like for having some appreciation. I mean, I did say like, hey, how do I look? And I continued this with, because I really need some reassurance. I'm trying out a new style and I want to make sure that I'm still sexy. Yeah, I, I loved this because, so what I was saying to you this morning when we were talking about it is most men, especially if they've been in a relationship for a long time, they start to get kind of frustrated with their woman constantly asking them like, 
how do I look? How do I look? How do I look? Does this look good? Does my butt look big? How do I look? How do I look? Right? Just mm-hmm. over and over and over again. And each time the guy's like, you look great. You look great. And those guys were like, we hate saying the same thing over and over again. But what I loved that you did was you explained why you were asking that question mm-hmm. and you made it clear what the underlying need was. Mm-hmm. Right? So what you said was, hey, this is a style that I don't feel that comfortable with yet. It's mm-hmm. something new. It's something I'm trying. I don't know if I look good. Like, I think I do, but do you think I look good, right? So you explained that to me that you, and you literally said, I just need a little reassurance. Mm-hmm. And that was amazing. So now, guys, when you hear that, don't you want to go, oh, okay, yeah, you look amazing. I actually really <laughs> like this style on you. <laughs> And so that's the same when it comes to uh, sex. Like, do they feel loved, you know? Or are there physical problems going on? Or are they distracted by life? Like, what's underneath, really? And so once you, you're able to separate the, oh, he or she doesn't want to have sex with me, to like, hey, what's the drive? What's the need? Or what's the underlying cause of, of what's happening? then you can move past. Right. And if you go back to the reasons why that we gave you, mm-hmm. many of those are underlying needs. Mm-hmm. They're stressed out. Mm-hmm. Right? So maybe what you really need to get to is not, oh, I don't want to have sex. Maybe what you need to dig down into is like, how are you feeling? Mm-hmm. Right? Sometimes that could be physically too, right? We talked about physical issues. Mm-hmm. Maybe what's really going on is there's something happening with the genitals or the body that mm-hmm. is making them not want it. Exactly. And, and if you don't ask these questions, if you don't get past the, well, fine, you don't want to have sex with me, fine, mm-hmm. right? And get all pissed off and mad and walk away or whatever, build up resentment. You could actually instead start to ask some questions, and that's one of the things on our list too, which we'll get to next. I guess we might as well just go right into it, right? Number two on the list is communicate openly about what's going on. Mm -hmm. And so asking questions. Okay, I, I, I hear that you don't want to have sex today. Is there something I can help you with? How are you feeling? Is everything okay? Is there some thing that we can do to make you feel better, you know? Remember, we started the show with seeking to understand. And that's probably the one of the hardest thing to do because we mostly want to go into a fix it, especially if it's not comfortable. I mean, let's face it, nobody feels super comfortable in a situation when one person is refusing to be intimate. Uh, however, being willing to sit in this uncomfortable place, in this discomfort, and to seek to understand, like really don't take it any person like don't take it personally, but simply understand the other person's perspective can go a long way. Yeah, the, I, we cannot stress enough how important the communication piece mm-hmm. is. I mean, I, I'm not sure there's a single show we do that communication doesn't come up in some way or form. Mm-hmm. But in this one, it's really important because you really need to understand what is actually happening in the dynamic so that you don't go off the rails, building up resentment, getting angry at your partner. And, and then, then you too hurt to have sex. Yeah. Number three, you want to adjust your lifestyle to bring the sexy back. And this is huge because that means you're taking responsibility. So if it's the job, uh, to find ways to make the job less stressful or to change job, cut down the hours. If it's the kids, hire a babysitter, get some time off, go on a mini vacation. If it's like whatever it is that's stressing you, change things, make changes. 
this one right here, this is constant state of arousal, right? Mm -hmm. Everything we talked about in the last show and in multiple shows about how to bring that sexy back, this is it right here, right? Mm -hmm. This is where you have to make adjustments to the way you operate on a day-to-day basis to spark that passion and that desire again. Mm -hmm. Number four, seek help from a professional like us. Like, remember our highly sex platinum program? It's for you couples just like that. Uh, But, you know... it's a tricky situation. Once both of you are hurt, once you are in pain, it's difficult to have enough energy and empathy towards the other. And bringing in a, a neutral third person or another couple to help you look at the situation from a different perspective is priceless. Yeah, exactly. And really, we can help you get to that core, that root of what's mm-hmm. going on. We can help you work through that. Mm -hmm. We can help you with positive communication Mm -hmm. techniques. Yes, very important. Yes. We can give you all kinds of ideas. And sexy rituals so that all of a sudden there's passion back between the sheets. There's, you know... It's like anything that you want to learn, right? If you want to learn how to do woodworking and you're like, okay, well, I can buy a bunch of wood and cut it up into pieces and screw and glue it and... Maybe it looks okay. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it takes you three months to make the table. Or you could seek out help from somebody that knows how to do it, and you could do it in a weekend. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah. It's up to you. Do you want to take the highway <laughs> or the back roads where you get lost? Mm-hmm. You know? And never know what you find and can have a flat tire. And, and maybe never come back. That's true. Oh, you don't want that. No. Number five, come up with alternatives. And this is something that many people don't think about that is worth mentioning. Just because you're married doesn't mean you have to be in a monogamous marriage. Maybe some per- one of you really does not want to have sex anymore or has whatever, where it's a physical issue, health issue, became a sexual, like whatever it is. Um, It's crazy to expect your partner to be on the same wavelength and it's crazy to expect just because you're married that one of you also has to give up sex for the rest of your life. So alternatives could be to open up the relationship. Alternatives could be... um, There are so many ways, really. Different ways to have sex. Uh Uh-huh. Right? So it could be different ways to have sex. It could be a different um, style of relationship, Mm -hmm. like you said, where maybe you have an open relationship or maybe you don't have an open relationship. Maybe it's just like you're allowed to go you know, get uh, massages with happy Mm -hmm. endings Mm -hmm. or maybe, you know, there's there's so many different things that you could possibly do to help somebody meet their needs. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, opening up your relationship or doing anything like that uh, is tricky. We did another whole episode on how to do that. Uh Um, So if that is something that would work for you, please go listen to that episode before you just go, hey, you know what? Kevin and Celine said we should just open up and have sex with whoever we want, you know? No, because you don't open up your relationship if it's not good. So this is why also you have to find a place to be good with where you are before you can open up. Anyway, we're coming towards the end of the show and we have a few more things we want to share with you. Uh, Number six, you want to be intimate in other ways. And that's very important because a lot of people, they will only touch when they are in the bedroom, when they're about to have sex and that's kind of, if I grab 
grab her this way, touch him this way, it's the signal. And then if you don't have that, then you remove the touch altogether. But keeping up with the intimacy and the touch and the loving and the kisses will go a long way to keep that constant state of arousal and energy moving between the two of you. Yeah. And so one is helping that constant state of arousal. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is, like I mentioned earlier in the show, this idea that if you've gotten to that place, right, that really sort of bad place, there's all sorts of resentment and everything. It's like you sort of have to start over again. Mm -hmm. And the best way to do that is to go back to the beginning and reestablish the intimacy and the connection. Date again and be curious about each other. Yeah. And start building back Mm -hmm. up towards the sex. And, you know, this is actually something we hear about a lot. It's like, you know, you have a couple and they haven't had sex in like three years, Mm -hmm. you know, and then they come and work with us and they're like, okay, so how can we start having sex again? Like tomorrow. Like tomorrow. (laughs) It's a little bit of a stereotype, but often the guy's like, yeah, yeah. Can you show me how we can start having sex again tomorrow? Mm -hmm. Or maybe like today when we go home from Mm -hmm. the session, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's like, okay. I mean, while that is possible, we we won't rule that out. Really, what you have to do is kind of go back to the beginning and start to reconnect and reestablish the intimacy, which means learning how to be intimate in ways other than just a penis in a vagina. Mm-hmm. So we're going to give you a game here as our option seven. Um, And it's something that you guys can decide. And especially if you have it on your date night, because you know now that you need to have a date night because you've been listening to the Love Lab for a long time. (laughs) And um, it's a game where you get to ask anything you want and never can't say no. You can only answer with a yes. Now, the yes... Let's say the person's like, okay, let's have intercourse. You can't say, no, I don't want. So it's like, oh, that's a great idea. But here's what I'm a yes to. I'm a yes to stroking your penis or I'm a yes to this. So you can only basically have this game with saying things that you yeses to. So you have to, you can't just leave it at no to sex. It always has to end on a positive thing of a yes that you're willing to have. Even if it's just a hug, you know, and then make another request quest, see how it's being met, and kind of find a way to negotiate in finding yeses. Oh, that's kind of sexy, right? Yeah. (laughs) Who doesn't like yeses? And this game is fun, so really try that one. And then we have a last but not least, uh, and we left it as the last option here. Like last option, like option of last resort, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which really is... If you've tried everything, you really have done everything, all the things that we've talked about and maybe some that we didn't think of and put on the list, Mm -hmm. and it's really just not meeting the needs for either of you, then you should be prepared or willing to walk away because maybe this really just isn't the right relationship for either of you. Yeah. And you know what? Life is too short. You got to enjoy it. Just staying in a relationship because of a commitment you've made or because of the kids or whatever becauses and shoulds is not good enough of a reason because ultimately it does not nourish you on a deep level, heart level, soul level. And I think it's not a life fully lived. And so it's important to give it your all because honestly, the problem will show up the same in another relationship if it's something that has to do with your dynamic, wherever you are, there you, wherever, wherever you, you go, go, there, there you, you are, are. <laughs> right? Uh, however, if you've done your best and it's not working, be willing to say yes to yourself. Be willing to claim your birthright of pleasure. 
Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. That's all the time we have for this episode. We hope this helps, and we hope that you experience some more connected, loving, and intimate sex as a result of listening to this show. And we will see you next week. We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab Podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at CelineRemy.com forward slash vault. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing. <laughs> <laughs>